considering this is meant to be an audio podcast first and a YouTube video second, I'm not really going to worry about how bad my backgrounds are <laughs> as I talk to you guys. Um, this room, my office, is in a constant state of flux. Uh, basically, when you switch one collecting focus to another, um, from video games back there to the toy collection you see behind me, or that you can imagine in your mind's eye, if you're an audio listener, you end up with a mess. You end up with a mess. And it's always a constant work in progress. For the last, like, two years, I think I've planned on having a game room tour for my YouTube video, or for my YouTube channel, and I just, it's never been in the actual works. The, the room has been an absolute nightmare <laughs> ever since the renovation that we had two years ago. Um, it was about two years ago, maybe a little bit less. But today on the Collecting with Corey show, first off, welcome back. We're back. Hopefully I'm going to be able to put these out weekly. I wanted to get this one out today because the main topic I wanted to talk about is putting together a next-gen Nintendo, potentially Switch, uh, bingo card to basically try and predict what will happen within the launch window of Nintendo's next system. And because it hasn't been announced yet, I wanted to get it out now before I accidentally run out of time between either having a chance to edit this and release it, or if it sneaks past me and they have a surprise announcement tomorrow. This is being recorded on January 9th. We'll see. What have I been up to lately? Hmm. Work, 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 work. Um, watching my son Carter most days uh, for the first, like, five or six hours of the day and trying to do my day job of being a scumbag reseller thrifting. Um, it's not going great. He's in the terrible twos, of course, so that is a very, very real thing that you kind of gloss over until you're actually experiencing it. And I feel like it might be one of those things that once you're past it, you also kind of gloss over it because you're past it and it's not in, you know, it's not your everyday constant. So it's like, of course, you know, the worst pain you've ever been in, <laughs> it feels like the worst pain you've ever been in until the next time you're in pain and you're just like, oh, this is the worst. So it's like, you know, it's like one of those things where once you're past it, you're never going to really remember it. Unless it was, like, literally traumatic for you as a parent. I don't know. <laughs> that could be rough. Um, but we're all good, all in good health. We are dealing with our first snowstorm of the season. Made it right past Christmas. Missed the... Uh, Having a snowy Christmas by like two or three weeks at this point. And hopefully we will have a sunny garage sale season. Because I always worry about the snow lingering. We've had years here in Connecticut where if we get a lot of snow late in the season, it'll be there until like the beginning of May. 
<laughs> it's like, it just hasn't melted. Like, it's perfectly warm outside, but it's not melting fast enough so no one has garage sales. We definitely had one or two years that were like that in the last five years, and it was miserable. Actually, it might have been longer. What is time? What is time? Ever since COVID, uh, it's like those two years, um, 2020 and 2021. I don't even count them in my head. <laughs> I mean, the most important thing ever in my life happened in 2021 with Carter's birth. And it's like, I don't even think about those years in those terms. Like, it feels like they didn't count. It's weird. But, what have I played lately? So, having transitioned mostly into, at least in my head, collecting toys, and not really thinking about like, oh, I gotta build my video game collection, it actually kind of inspires me to play more games. It's just I don't have the time to do it. So what have I played lately? I beat, if I could find it on my shelf here, da, da, da. the remake, Super Mario RPG, absolutely amazing. Quick rating on it, I'd probably give it like an 8.5 out of 10. My friend Tom is cringing at hearing that, but it's a game I grew up with as uh, one of my friends had it, and we would constantly play parts of it. But I never really saw it the entire way through. We just... I, I would stop over and he'd be... Like, halfway through the game. He'd be, a, you know, almost at the end. He'd be grinding to do this thing or that thing. And... I loved it in passing. But it's weird playing it on your own. It's not that long of a game. It's like 15 hours. And it's... Maybe now that I'm an adult, it's not as... The, the, the timing of everything is, like, so much simpler. But it's a very simple game in that regard. It's very influ influential, but very, very easy also. I feel like it almost fits into, like, this area that people always talk about Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, where it's, like, a very simple... I don't want to say dumbed down because that sounds negative... But, like, a very good RPG for beginners, I would say. And especially since you do have your foot in the door of everybody, generally, at least, loves Mario. So, having Mario as your main character. Although it is weird nowadays, because he doesn't talk in the game. <laughs> and he talks, like, in the movie. He talks in other games he's been in, but back then, he didn't really have that much of a voice, so it is kind of a sign of the times. I kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Sputtered out on playing games soon after finishing Mario RPG. I did revisit Live Alive. I always have to think so hard about how that's pronounced how people in the world want to pronounce that game i feel like it should be live alive you know give give each version of that word a little bit of play and it also sounds like something that would make sense but it's live alive i guess so i'll call it that i have fallen into the trap of 
caring too much what walkthroughs tell you about a game. So parts of that game, especially when you put the game down for like a year and then pick it back up, it's it's like almost necessary to pick up a walkthrough to even understand what you're supposed to be doing. I have not made it through all the chapters yet. I'm on the last chapter now. And the walkthrough, because it's the, it's the, uh, I don't even know what it's called. You're basically a ninja. It sounds like it would be the coolest aspect, but because the walkthrough is like, you should do it one of these two ways. You should either kill everybody, everybody, <laughs> or you should kill no one. It's like, all right, which one, which one gives you the better outcome? And it's the pacifist outcome gets you the best weapon. So I'm just like, all right, let me do that. And I'm like halfway through it, I think. But because of what you need to do is like so specific to not miss stuff, the walkthrough has you like doing all these things that are completely non-intuitive. So it's like you have to basically be reading the walkthrough for every step of the game to do this pacifist run and not screw yourself over and maybe put yourself into a corner where maybe you have to kill someone. I don't know, but it like makes me not want to play it. And it makes me wish that I didn't ever look at the walkthrough or the game didn't talk about killing everybody or sparing everybody because I would have just played it like a game. Oh, I'm in a fight. Cool. Fight them. Oh, I could avoid this through uh trickery great that's fine too but because it's like an all or nothing thing it's just so frustrating because i'm like halfway through it and at this point i just want to fight some people you know <laughs> i just want to fight some people and get through it faster so i could finally understand what the second half of the game is <laughs> because the, the whole premise of live alive is you play, like, eight different characters that eventually all come together and do something. I don't know what, because I've never made it that far. I've, I've got to finish this last chapter. Talking about it kind of makes me want to just rush through it and say, to hell with the ultimate weapon for this character that I might not end up using to begin with. Ah, oh, man. I will say, parts of that game have been absolutely amazing. Like, the robot section puts me in, or I should say, takes me out of my comfort zone because it kind of is more of a sci-fi thriller-like alien. Or maybe 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I've only seen once when I was, like, very, very young. So it's hard for me to reference that and have that be accurate, but maybe it's like that. I don't know where it's just like you're on this spaceship and they all like everybody just starts spoiler alert dying off until it's like just you pretty much and i would never put myself in that situation <laughs> i i would not be in a situation where i'm playing some sort of survival horror type game i just don't do that that's not a thing i do and here i am <laughs> having to do it and I got this pixelated, you know, 2D HD monster chasing me around. I'm just like, oh my god, what have I gotten myself into? 
So, like, as, aspects of the game have been absolutely amazing, but I would say the highs are high and the lows are really kind of like, what the hell were they thinking, you know? I feel like we've rambled for quite a bit. Now it's time to actually get into the Switch bingo card. Let's go. All right, so like I said, let's take a look at what I've come up with for my own personal next-gen Nintendo, whatever they're going to call it, uh, bingo card. So basically, uh, for audio listeners, because I am going to be trying to post this as a podcast also, I'm going to go down this bingo card line by line. So we're going to start with B, then the I's, then the N's, and you know, you get, you get it. And we're going to see, eventually, at least, how well I did, I guess. I, you know, it's hard to say. I'm filming this on January 8th. Maybe January 9th. I'm not 100% sure what day it is. But I'm filming this now because, for one, I've done it. I've already filled out the bingo card. And because I don't have my finger on the pulse quite like I used to with video game news and rumors. So I do have a fear that there will be a situation where a Nintendo announces a trailer for a new system or something and I miss it completely. And some of this stuff you're not going to know just from the first announcement. It's like a longer term thing. So it's going to be a card that we fill out and we won't really know for sure how it turned out until the launch window is basically done with. But starting out at the top here, first in the B column, I'm going to assume it has a goofy name. I mean, look at this, look at the Wii, the Wii U. The Switch wouldn't really count as a goofy name, but you gotta you gotta hope they're not going to stray far from Switch, but on the off chance that they do, the name's probably gonna be pretty goofy. Next in the column, we'll have physical games. And one thing I did with this list, or this bingo card basically, is I'm trying to make sure that there are going to be some things here that will be complete opposites. Like if one happens, the other can't. I'm trying to keep those far away from each other. So hopefully I've done a good enough job with this that something I can actually get bingo on. Um, so we'll have physical games. I really hope so. Um, backwards compatible. Of course, that's what we all would really like. Um, the Switch is, at least in my opinion the best console library that we've ever had in terms of stuff that's been re-released stuff that's been released it, there's something for everybody and even even stuff that they really shouldn't be bringing to the switch they've been bringing to the switch stuff that for some reason we can't handle xbox 360 games ported to the switch but they still brought them uh, they can't handle PS2 Grand Theft Auto games ported to the Switch. We still got them. So, any way you shake it, like, performance aside, huge and amazing backwards compatibility library if we get there. Um, next up, we have launches within two months of announcement. Pardon my handwriting. Uh, some of these I did not 
leave enough space for all the words I needed to put. But basically, if they announce it in March, it's out by May, you know? So that's just a, a thing on the bingo card. Do I think they'll do it? I don't know. I think I have a few other spots on this board that are like that. And then the last one for the B column comes with a pro controller or equal. Meaning, if they have abandoned the Joy-Con-esque uh, style of controller, you won't have to buy a pro controller separate. That one's kind of a that one's kind of a big ask. I don't know if it actually really has a chance, to be honest. All right. Next up, we're going into the I column. Next up, keeps the Nintendo Switch Online Library. All right, this is in the sense of if you've bought a game digitally on Nintendo Switch, you could still play it on the new system. That's pretty simple. Like, Nintendo really loves having people rebuy games that they've purchased many times over. So hopefully this will be the end of that. That's kind of a big ask. Uh, launches within four months of the announcement. That one's a little bit more of a wide range. Um, next up, we have Mario Kart within the launch window. That, this would be amazing. It's been, what, 10 years since Mario Kart 8 was originally released on the Wii U, something like that. And it's still going strong, especially in sales. It would be crazy to think that they weren't going to try and launch or have a Mario Kart game in the launch window. And please don't let it be 8 Super Deluxe. <laughs> this one, I don't know. I don't know if this one stands a chance. No motion controls, meaning no gyro, nothing. Like, you don't have the Joy-Cons anymore. Who knows? Not, not all of these are specifically wishes. These are predictions. So you're not going to see everything on this list that's like something I want to happen or something I need to happen or something I really hope will happen. But some of them are just things that realistically could happen. Uh, less than $350 in price. That one's kind of a big ask. I'm not sure if that one has a chance. If it's going to be competitive with anything that's current gen, to be honest. And still be some sort of portable, which is what everybody hopes. Alright, so next up... I've messed this up. A hybrid system. I mean, that's kind of what the Switch, you know, successor will hopefully be. Otherwise, we're just abandoning handheld gaming altogether, unless they plan to... So one of the things I had thought about, unless they plan to make a whole new handheld that is separate from whatever their console successor is, which I doubt... Maybe they keep the Switch around and keep producing games for the Switch for quite some time in the sense of it being their handheld. And maybe they just scale things back instead of trying to see like a Tears of the Kingdom level of game on there. You're seeing something more like Link's uh, uh, A Link Between Worlds, something that's a little bit more handheld. Anyway, 
uh, 3D Mario game within the launch window. This could be a remake or just a brand new 3D Mario game. Next up, we have the free space, of course. And then more than $350 as a price point. That's That one I feel like is almost I could check that off automatically. That's going to be pretty obvious. If we're at 300 and what is it? 350 for a OLED switch. I can't imagine that they can beat that price for a new system. And then 4K graphics. Ooh, I don't know if that one stands a chance, um, to be honest, just because it's Nintendo. But I put it on here. Hopefully, it's going to be a thing. All right. In the G column, more than one SKU at launch, meaning the same thing that they did with the Wii U, where they had the 8 gigabyte white model and then they had the 32 gigabyte uh, deluxe. I could see them doing something similar to like a Switch Lite from the jump rather than that being like an iteration in the middle of the console lifecycle. Do I hope for it? Probably not. <laughs> this one I really hope isn't a thing. Uh, <laughs> if we get bingo going down g i think i feel like this is the 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 line that i just don't want not backwards compatible this would be kind of a heartbreaker for me um and honestly it would be a reason why i wouldn't really need uh the new console at launch unless they gave me a specific reason or a game that i needed to buy for it launches six months Within six months of announcement is the next space. And then Zelda remake or remaster. What is this? Within the launch window. Everybody's been talking about Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, HD, potentially 4K um, being a thing that has just been sitting in a warehouse somewhere waiting for Nintendo to announce it and release it. For the switch well obviously not the 4k part but theoretically if this was a 4k console that would be a an amazing thing to sell units not exactly for me because i've never played either of those games and i'm not like chomping at the bit to try them out so the last one of the g column not hybrid so basically it's just a TV console that you could play. So like I said before, the G column, kind of where I stuck all the ones that just kind of are not for me in terms of what could be the actual situation. Now into the last column here. Oh, we have Animal Crossing within the launch window. I feel like this one's a very strong contender very strong contender i feel like a lot of people have been talking about how the support for animal crossing new horizons kind of tri trickled off really quick after the launch despite the success of that game and it could be because they already started working on the next one with the intent of it being a launch title motion controls this is another softball if we continue to use the joy cons well it's already in there. Or it could be something where we have a whole new 
motion control system there. No mention of Metroid Prime 4 within the launch window. This one's kind of going to be hard to place because do I think it'll be in the launch window? No. But I'm just saying any mention of it. I don't think they're even going to mention it within the first like four months of this system being out. So here we go. 1080p or, or I guess, you know, not 4K is my next in the bingo card here. It's likely that if it's going to be any sort of hybrid handheld, that that's just going to be the world we're living with. It's not going to meet, meet 4K, you know, expectations. Like, it's very unlikely. It'd be way too expensive for Nintendo to do that. And the last one, not called the Switch 2 or Super Switch, which are my leading hopes for what they named the console, just for the sense of keeping that Switch name alive. I really think the Nintendo Switch is one of the best Nintendo consoles that they've come out with, and the best console that I've ever owned. So, that's going to do it. If you want to see my, you know, bingo list and you're an audio listener, I'll probably have this posted up somewhere on my Instagram, Collecting with Corey on Instagram. Like the video... If this is the podcast version, you could share this with your friends. It's the best way to grow a podcast. Hit five stars on any of our Apple podcasts or whatever rating systems you might have. I would really appreciate that. As always, keep it real, internet. <laughs>